Oh my gosh, I was just thinking about you. I'm so glad that you called. Hi, I'm Jen, and this is Talking in Bed, the podcast where I discuss niche interests, burning questions, movies, TV shows, foreign languages, and other sundry topics. If you like unfocused, opinion-based shows, then stick around. So in the last episode, um, a month ago, I talked about how I prefer, by and large, to invest my media time on something like, something where I can, I don't know that I necessarily touched on that in the last episode, but something where I can remain anonymous and sort of just watch from an observer perspective um tiktok reddit instagram those are my main social media go-tos um and i prefer that i was saying (laughs) over something like um a, a series, right? Like a Netflix series, like a Game of Thrones or Euphoria or just shows that sort of the are very popular at the moment, right? And my feeling was that I know that either in either case, whichever one takes my attention, I... I know that I'm going to get got and it's either by the algorithm and the, you know, the people who design the algorithm or I'm going to get got by studio producers uh, who, by studio producers, right? And in either case, whether it's the algorithm or a studio that's getting my attention, I don't, of course, in neither case, I, how do you continue with that? I don't like that those, the TV series or the algorithm is designed in order to know my interests better than I know them myself, right? <clears throat> and I th- talked about how in either case, I think people who prefer spending their time on social media versus people who prefer spending their time watching uh, TV series, obviously I understand there's a lot of overlap but I think I think if you had to ask the average person how would you rather spend an hour of your time would you rather spend your time spend an hour of your time on social media or would you rather watch a hit tv series netflix series or hulu or whatever I think that you would come away with people, you know, if it's an either or, would you rather, 
I think most people would make a choice and they would feel pretty confident about the choice. They wouldn't, it always depends on your mood, right? That's always the problem for me with would you rather is it depends on the context. But let's say in the best circumstance, you know, the most optimal context what would you pick if you had to pick one? It's not forever, it's not for always, but if you had to pick in the best of both worlds. Um, and I think that in that scenario where someone has to pick either way, in the best case, they're picking partly what they feel is going to entertain them more for an hour now I'm sort of jumping I'm uh, <laughs> continuing on with the thought I didn't really talk about this necessarily in the last in the episode from last month but for me partly I of course I I lean toward what will keep me more entertained but there's also a part of me that feels I I feel that I can control my choices if I go with social media slash algorithm versus TV series studio producers. I can make more choices about what I'm being shown, I can just keep swiping if I don't like what I'm being shown. And in turn, in at least on TikTok, uh, that generally teaches the algorithm what you like. So I feel that I'm making a more... I have more control over the situation rather than with watching a TV show or get, you know, watching one series... I have to watch whatever, if I'm investing my time in it, I have to watch whatever they're going to show me, right? Whether I like a certain scene or not, there's no, obviously, I have to take the scenes that I don't like with the scenes that I do like. So I feel that I can personalize my social media to see things that I like um, and I don't have to look at any, I don't have to engage with anything that I don't like for whatever reason, you know, even if I just don't like the person's voice, I don't have to engage with it. And that's obviously different with a, with a series. If I generally like it, you know, if I like more elements of a TV show than I dislike I will have to put up with stuff that I don't necessarily like in it, like a particular actor's performance or a storyline. Although I will say that because of the nature of watching TV now, if I know, if I'm re-watching something and I know there's a storyline coming up that I don't like, like a B storyline, I'll fast forward through it. <laughs> just get to the part that I am more interested in or the characters I'm more interested in. And so with um, social media, 
of course, you can... I would say a bigger issue with social media and TikTok in particular, and I think I'm not alone in this, so rare that anybody has an individual thought, but <laughs> um, I, I, and it's the same with Instagram, honestly. Um, YouTube is the only place where I really know the names of the channels that I like. Because I'll go back to them, right? And also the way that YouTube tells you you subscribe to something and YouTube tells you about it. It's very different with YouTube. I know the names generally of the people that I like to watch on YouTube. But on the other platforms, outside of a couple of examples, um, which of course I can't really think of anything at this moment, but... You know, on TikTok, you're scrolling through so many things that you might like. You might even follow them. I I couldn't tell you a lot of the names of the people that I follow. Uh, outside of uh, on TikTok, I like Brian Jordan Alvarez. He's really funny. He's one of the funniest people creating stuff on TikTok, in my opinion. Um... And I lost my train of thought. So I kind of had all of that in my head, right? Which is partly why there is a month in between one episode, you know, an episode from last month and now an episode this month is because I kind of will talk about an idea. You know, I'm still learning what it is that I, how I want to make stuff for this podcast and what I want it to be. Uh, But it's like I had this thought I talked about it and really for the whole month I've sort of revisited that thought over and over again and it it made me think more about my social media usage and my tv watching and just making that choice between where am I giving my attention why am I giving it my attention what do I feel I'm achieving here my basic conclusion in the previous episode was that I felt that watching social media gave me more of a feeling of winning at the game of who's going to get my attention. And in the end, it's like, I'm going to choose for myself because I feel that I can close a social media app easier then if I become really invested in a TV series, I feel like I have to keep going with it. But with social media, I can I could learn I could learn a lot of different little things within an hour. I could watch a lot of funny different things within an hour. I could learn you know, it, it's like It's a cornucopia of information on social media, information and entertainment that I feel is enriching me in particular ways because I have honed my algorithm to be things that I feel are going to be interesting and enriching for me. And, And that includes just kind of silly stuff that I think is it's just enriching because it makes me laugh, right? And I think that people who lean toward I'd rather spend my hour watching a TV series I'm engaged with 
they feel right the attention span thing is what comes up is that social media encourages you only have to watch this TikTok for six seconds or it's not Vine whatever 15 seconds and then we're moving on it'll start replaying whatever YouTube is obviously different YouTube has video essays that can be an hour and a half long sometimes longer uh, and then with TV series, you have to give more of your, especially on a first watch, you have to give more undivided attention to the TV series. And I think that people think that means they're winning over social media because they're not giving in to the algorithm wanting them to have a shortened attention span. They're working on lengthening their attention span or maintaining a longer attention span. So I think that's mostly just comes down to what you, where you feel like you are with your attention span personally. I feel that I have a good mix. I can give things a long, I can give things my attention if they need it for a long period of time. I am also comfortable with watching things that are, sh you know, shorter content. And, but that's, you know, really just a, an issue. That's just me personally. That's where I am personally with it, right? So I understand that there are people who want to, who like not have, they feel that the short content is way too short. Surely, right? Don't call me Shirley. Um... So, in <laughs> all of that, because of TikTok and the way that they blew up the song by Kate Bush, Running Up That Hill, and I was, you know, I sort of had that song just kind of playing on repeat in my head because it's, it, for a little while, it was on, you know, every other freaking TikTok and on Instagram Reels, I'm quite sure I don't really look at Reels. And probably even on Facebook, whatever Facebook's version of a TikTok is, if they have that. And then I must have been looking, I must have opened up Netflix one day and seen the preview for season four of Stranger Things. And I thought, oh, that kind of looks like it could be interesting. And so I said to my husband... What do you think about watching Stranger Things? And that started our, you know, <laughs> I don't know, maybe two weeks of us kind of working through the series. And um, it it was very funny. And I, quite frankly, I would kind of recommend that you get into a series long after, like, the hype has really died down. I mean, right now it's in a sort of a second phase of hype, right? The initial hype, I mean. Because you have so much to watch, right? You don't have to kind of wait for every episode or every season to come out. We had a lot to get through and we could just give our time to that. And you start to understand the different references and, um, you know, the egos and just who Eleven is and why she looks like that and start to you know obviously I'm familiar with the the main kids 
in the show just on site I would know generally that they're from Stranger Things uh but no I didn't know anything about them you know um so that has been interesting it's been fun to uh it's a fun series I would not call it (laughs) it's not something that I absolutely love I like it very much because I mean I have mixed feelings about child actors but they're very good actors I must say there there were a couple of scenes like where I felt that um it, it got a little bit like kid actor with some over enthusiastically delivered lines maybe but it, it that was so seldom compared to you know kind of the painful acting that you might see on like a a Disney channel show right um so very good acting i think that's always impressive when you see children who can act in a very um what feels like a very um, experienced and informed way they're bringing realism to the role and that feels so mature it doesn't you know it, it just doesn't align with what you sort of think of as child actors um and I really I kind of wanted to put my theory from the previous episode sort of like to the test like how would it really be for me now that I've sort of um brought my attention to this uh dynamic that I perceive um you know let me watch a tv series like a hit tv series and get you know binge it kind of get really into the storyline the characters and see what I come away with uh and I'm still kind of in you know the stranger things world because so we finished uh everything even the the last two episodes that were released. And um and I <laughs> I just was like there are some things where I I need to sort of connect more dots between the the seasons. So I'm actually, you know, slowly kind of rewatching the episodes. So I'm very much in the world still I there are some characters who I I don't like the performances given by the actors or I I, well I don't know if that's fair to say it might be the it might be a mix of I don't really like the character and unfortunately the actor is 
performing this character. But I feel kind of bad, like, <laughs> not that I think that this would ever, like, reach their ears, right? I just think I know this is a real person who is doing their job and we assume doing something that they enjoy and you know it doesn't matter what my opinion is they're laughing all the way to the bank that kind of thing but I don't know there there are just some characters that really haven't won me over and I I don't particularly care about their scenes and they sort of became more of a featured character than I had initially thought they would because I had never seen them like I would have I wouldn't have known that this person was on Stranger Things uh it's not even really just one person but so that's one of my you know that's one of the things right is that I can't like aside from fast forwarding through scenes that focus on just these two actors uh scene whatever characters I have to sort of go with it like if I want to watch the show then I have to accept these characters right I have to accept that they're going to be part of it and I just have to go with what they're showing me for the most part if I want to understand the show as a whole that's very different than social media. I can't tailor the show to my likes or dislikes. Um, and I wouldn't even really call this a review of the, the show. <laughs> to me, there's not a lot of... Um, I think it, it lacks some depth, I would say. I can sort of see that there's a, a metaphor going on of like that the upside down and the um the the monsters are m like metaphors for mental health struggles that's sort of the most depth that I can find in terms of the The, um, that particular element of the storyline, right? I do think that there's a nice, one of the nice things about season one, I don't know if other people talk about this, is the fact that, uh, Winona, Winona Ryder plays, don't even know her name, Mrs. Byers. <laughs> I don't, what's her first name? I don't even know. Uh, and her son goes missing and it's through her insistence that he is not dead that the story um moves along and so I I found that really like kind of touching in this sci-fi fantasy um <laughs> show that like a mother's love was I'm going to make myself cry saying that <laughs> was like the the mm, 
motivating factor to open up different parts of the story. I thought that was very nice. I I, I think that it's it's very cool to me that the uh, leading character, who is this, you know, superhero, uh, is a little girl. That's very interesting. It's very cool, you know, because I certainly... Uh, there's a lot of adventure stuff and a lot of chosen one stories, Star Wars, Harry Potter, that it's like it's it's a boys club, right? It's all boys. And so that's very nice to see that there is that. And I feel that the character of Eleven, her story has the most kind of interesting. It's so interesting, right? Just to come to understand her character on a deeper level um, and understand what she's been through and why she is the way she is. And the boys are not, they are really the supporting characters to her, right? So that is also very nice, you know? <laughs> It's like, I don't really know what else to say. It's like, we don't get these, obviously, uh, Dustin seems to be raised by a single mom. Um, we get a little more, oh, so is Will Byers, basically. Um, you know, we get some information about their family lives, but not, I mean, not Dustin or Lucas's family life. You know, we just see these glimpses. But it's really about this young girl. You know, she grows, She goes from a, a, a little girl that made, she wasn't like seven, you know, a young girl to a teenager. And as I just said that, I thought, oh, they never did an episode where, like, she gets her period which I would say by season four, she should be getting her period. That's interesting. Huh. I never, and it's obvious, like the character is supposed to be a little bit, um, she, she doesn't quite like understand the, the outside world because of where she spent mo her whole childhood. Hmm. That's interesting. We've never covered... <laughs> where's the period episode? <laughs> um, so, <clears throat> what's my uh, final thought? It's a fine show. I do not regret investing my time in it. I... A season three, not good. <laughs> thumbs down sorry for see sorry to everybody involved for season three it just did not that did not work for me season two was I think I just yeah I just I'm in season three now uh season two on my rewatch did not uh, that was fine season two was good compelling season three no 
season four is good, but very like, like when my husband and I were watching it, we would be like, <laughs> okay, now we're cutting over to Hopper and Winona Ryder. Now we're back to 11. Now Max, now running up that, you know, it was very, it's a lot of sort of jumping around in the story. It works for the most part, but it's very like, you got to be kind of like paying attention, you know. Um, oh, I just had a thought. What was it? Oh, oh, you know what? Um, one of, one of my favorite movies when I was a kid was Stand By Me. I mean, when I was 12, 13, somewhere around there, I had, I don't know what you would call it, uh, but I had a fixation, uh, a really significant fixation on the movie Stand By Me. I discovered it one day at the video store and then for probably two weeks, I want to say, I would come home every day after school and watch it for like a set period of time. I'm not exactly sure. I was obsessed with that movie. And in Stand By Me, the main character is um, played by Will Wheaton. And Gordy, that's his name, but he's played by Will Wheaton, and he's a very sensitive uh, boy with, you know, these big, like, puppy dog eyes. The acting in that, the child acting in that movie is, like, so good. Um, and, I mean, River Phoenix, please. He River Phoenix was like watching a 30-year-old actor in the body of a 12-year-old. Truly. So good. Such a loss. Um he didn't even make it to 30. Um but so I thought it was funny that the character that Will Wheaton plays in Stand by Me, all, it's about four boys who go on like an adventure to <clears throat> find a dead body. Uh, sensitive writer boy who experienced a, the loss of his older brother who he loved very much and his parents are the dad not very love not loving at all the mom sort of a a what would you say like submissive mistreated housewife in the 50s right 50s or 60s and uh will uh, gordy in stand by me likes he loves writing it's really like the writer stephen king is uh putting himself into the main character role and so i found it really funny that will byers is also like i guess he does write a bit but uh, more into drawing but it's sort of it's just like one creative thing right it's like just exchanging one creative thing out for another very sensitive boy like people call you know like there's like rumors of him being gay uh and I found that very interesting in a group of four boys they like you know going on adventures they like playing Dungeons and Dragons and there's even a scene between um, 
uh, Will Byers and his brother Jonathan Byers, where they're sitting on Jonathan's bed and um, the, their parents are fighting. And Jonathan closes the door and shows Will the clash and he's playing should I stay or should I go for him? And they're like getting into it and he's showing him this cool music. And um, it's a very like touching scene between these two brothers, my older and younger brother. And it really echoed for me this um, very sweet scene in Stand By Me where um, Gordy and his brother who died, his older brother who died, Denny, I think the dad in the book, you learn that the dad, or maybe it does happen in the movie, that the dad had was um picking on Gordy because Gordy probably they thought Gordy's gay because he's sensitive so he didn't like that right I think that's probably implied uh and he's pick he's sort of uh you know all your friends are criminals you have that one friend who stole the milk money from school that comes up later in the story and um Denny I may be getting a little bit confused, but anyway, Denny, um, in order to comfort him, he knows the dad's an asshole. He uh, sits him down on the bed in his room and like gives him his favorite baseball cap and they talk about maybe like going fishing or something. But it's like you uh, Denny played by John Cusack. Uh, But it's like a really sweet moment where you see how much they love each other and how the older brother is protecting the younger brother from the parents you know dysfunctional assholery (laughs) at least the fathers right and so I thought that was very interesting and I thought that the people the Duffer brothers who make this stranger things they must I really think they must have drawn from that story from from that movie slash short story stand by me um because that it really just echoed so strongly to me. Um, <clears throat> and let's see. Uh, between season three and season four, we had what was in Stranger Things. What was the the jerk brother's name? Max's older brother, who's an asshole. I don't remember. Uh, obvi- he's not a character that's meant to be liked. He's an asshole and very obviously an asshole. And then in season four, we have Eddie Munson. And very, you know, ki- kind of uh, maybe initially comes off as what's this guy's deal? Is he cool or not? And turns out to be very cool and... um Yeah, he was a good, you know, after, I understand that sometimes you need a really strong antagonist, an aggressively antagonistic antagonist, who you just fucking hate, right? Um, But I will say that it doesn't always make for an enjoyable uh, viewing experience, because especially if that antagonist plays a really central role in antagonizing the characters that we do like, it's kind of unpleasant to just watch this person, this one character, create havoc in the 
lives of the characters that we do like it's not really that fun to watch and um so I would say Eddie Munson was a really good role because he's a little bit chaotic as a character but he is very very much likable in you know the first maybe two episodes it sort of is a little unclear if he's likable or not and then it becomes very clear that he is likable um and so that and he becomes part of the gang and that was much more pleasant to watch it was much more pleasant for me to watch people getting along than people not getting along with each other and maybe that was a big issue with season three is that there was so much having to do with people not getting along to <laughs> to put it like mildly um and what in season four I really enjoyed all of the story involving Hopper and Winona Ryder and Marie Baum Murray Greenbaum I, I can't remember exactly um that I must say that even though it was kind of far removed from the the other stories right these were the season four is a lot of sort of disparate storylines that come together in the end so it can feel a little bit like jarring to jump from one part of the story to another, it comes together not not always in a way that I necessarily believe. And also, like, the timeline is kind of crazy. Like, a, <laughs> I think that season four takes o place over, like, a week. I think it's just the spring break of, like, one of the kids or the, the kids in general, you know. So that is kind of unbelievable to me. But just because everything feels like it takes so long and like, again, it's, it's the old, it's all the problems that you have in an action movie where it's like, when are these people sleeping, going to the bathroom and eating? I'm not seeing it. They're just sort of constantly on the move and constantly in crisis. So like, when is all of that happening? When, when are the normal bodily functions happening right that's always kind of a sticking point to me I understand that we we don't need like a scene of them in the shower <laughs> but I want to like acknowledge that that you know a two-second moment of somebody exiting a bathroom you know somebody finishing up a meal that somebody waking up and not like oh I just laid down for two hours you know, like I want to see somebody who woke up really rested <laughs> after like a traumatic day you know um and what else uh, I'm sure I'm gonna think of more stuff but that's I, I think that's a lot of my thoughts on the show and how it sort of plays into 
my greater theory about I don't know if it's a theory so well my theory is that people are making a choice uh subconsciously about how who they want to give their time to and that based on their own personal values and where they are in their life they're deciding which scenario is going to make them feel like they're winning and what are they winning either a longer attention span and a more kind of you know taking in a a story with developed characters and good visuals versus very short content that may or may not be uh interesting well produced or even legitimate, you know, we're not, we haven't even really touched on like all of the bullshit that's out on social media. So it's, um, it was an interesting experiment or, or, you know, sort of an interesting, I don't know, comparison maybe to see how that holds up. I would still say that I prefer uh, social media, including YouTube videos that tend to be longer. I do include that in social media just because it's obviously it's created by specific individuals rather than TV studios. I don't really watch any content that like basically if I know that content on social media is produced by a company, I will avoid it like the plague. Uh, I'll go out of my way to not watch that. I don't go to social media. Oh, that's a whole thing. I don't go to social media to watch stuff produced by studios. I go to social media to watch stuff that's produced by individuals who want to share something. That's a really important component, actually. Um, and if I want to watch something that has been sort of approved by various levels within the studio, including the uh, streaming network that's going to show it, that's a specific choice that I'm making. Whereas I, I like the more individualized nature of social media content. And that might be the most astute observation <laughs> that I may make this week. So there you go. Um, I would love to hear your thoughts on either this whole algorithm TV series thing or your thoughts on Stranger Things. My email is in the description. My Instagram is in the description. And, um, you know, as I've seen some YouTubers say, I put out episodes kind of whenever I want to. So subscribe or whatever. <laughs> do you subscribe to a podcast? I do. I do. I subscribe to a podcast. Subscribe. And you may see me pop up in your uh what new releases
very soon. Who knows? Certainly not me. Uh, thank you so much for listening. And I hope that wherever you are in the world, the weather is seasonable for that time of year. Bye.